Hi, and welcome to The Coaching Experiment, a podcast that was born because someone planted a seed. A friend asked a simple question. In my world, that's what coaching is all about. It's about setting a space or creating a space which allows the coaches to inquire, to look deeper, to look further. I created this podcast because I wanted to give people who are looking for a coach or who are seeking to transform the opportunity to have a look or to experience what it might feel like to work with me. I do my best to ask questions. I dare to ask questions that are sometimes extremely direct and some people might not be comfortable being asked direct questions, but this is my style. If you're looking for a coach or you're simply looking to transform, then may I invite you to have a look at this episode and all other episodes that I am going to create in the future. My guest today is a friend who I met on Facebook who who I have a, quite a special bond with this lady. We joke around, our private jokes can sometimes be harsh, but since we know we both can take it, we're really playful around that. Um, I, I can't say much more about her because I'd like her to introduce herself. My guest today is Debbie George, and I like to call her George. And just, <laughs> just, just, just before we started, she said that my hair is looking wild, so I put on a baseball cap. And as soon as I put on the baseball cap, she said, now we're like two lesbians having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We are two lesbians having we a conversation. We are two lesbians having it. Now we look like it. We look a little stereotypical. Well, thanks, Diane. For um, It's an honor to be on your show and to um, walk this path with you as you expand what you're doing. So uh, she said, my name is Debbie George. And I am from, well, right now I reside in Houston, Texas, USA. I, um, what do I do? Well, I'm an intuitive, but that's, uh, I'm an intuitive. What I really want to do is help people. And there's a lot of different avenues to do that through workshops, through intuitive sessions. Uh, I'm writing a book. I've started a podcast and I work outside the home. So it's very, very challenging. Um, so I'm really in the early processes of setting all those foundations down. So I'm excited to see um, what comes out and how you can, um, where the spirit takes us as far as how you can, how you can help me. Uh, what comes out? I'm, I'm Diane. I know you have uh, a ton of wisdom and insight. And one of the things I do appreciate with you is uh, I can, we do have fun. I wouldn't call you the, I wouldn't call other people the names I call you or anything else, but that's a special relationship because we know. And so it's, it's really neat for me to know that 
even though you're in the Netherlands and I'm in Houston and we've only known each other, what, six months or maybe five months, uh, I feel like that same bond. Like if, if we were here, you know, we'd be having coffee or you'd be drinking your hot water or whatever. And we could probably say a lot to each other just by insulting each other because it's freedom to be our snarky selves, you know, and there's a, when you're, when your heart is to really empower and help other people, it's uh, obviously, I'm not going to be calling them, you know, names or this or that, <laughs> but it's kind of like a release valve. Yeah. I feel yeah. like our friendship is kind of like a release valve that there's a freedom to be who we are and it doesn't take away from our heart or our empathy or compassion towards towards other people it doesn't make us duplicious it doesn't make me duplicious it it means that you're a really safe place and i really um value that mm. Do you feel the freedom? I just caught on the word freedom. And so the objective here is to help you um, in a place that you might feel stuck on or that you might have a question or something that has, has come up and you it's a blind spot and you want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And you spoke about the word freedom, the freedom to be who you are with me and being a safe place. And it kind of, I started to wonder, does she feel the freedom with everyone? If not, no. why? Hmm. I mean, I'm on a journey towards that, but uh, being in, no, I mean, that's the best way I can say it. No, but that doesn't, Coming from my background and my spiritual background and, and um, Christian connections and have pastored for years and traveled out of a car as an evangelist, have done a lot. Um, and then meeting people who believe differently than I do or, you know, tree hugging, you know, get out in the moon, full moon, naked, crystal, you know, all this stuff. I've developed these wonderful friendships with people who think differently than I do and, and experience spirituality different than I do. And it's been difficult to, I feel a little bit like a chameleon sometimes. Mm. And so I'm still trying to, it's like, I can be totally real with you, right? Um, but there's another side to me that is that is very spiritual and, and would never, frankly, even use the language I use with you in those other circles, you know. So you might, on one hand, you and I might talk on Facebook and I might call you, you know, a dumbass. Um, or a jackass. Or jackass, like I did this morning. And I felt it as we were talking, like, oh, this is refreshing. But then there's also a very deep spiritual side to me that I could turn around and do a, a Facebook Live right now and talk about my faith. And, and I wouldn't use any of that language. And it's this, neither Not one right. of them I don't think are right or wrong. It's, it's knowing your audience. But sometimes that kind of feels like, oh, if, if somebody knew, I, if I just went up and 
said this wonderfully profound spiritual thing. And then they knew I called my friend a jackass this morning. There's this judgment that's going to come. Hang on. Can I, can I slow you down a bit? Oh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I had to get that. I'm an extrovert. Just warning. That's all right. So I, I picked on the word chameleon, okay? Chameleon. Mm -hmm. Chameleon and spiritual. It seems like I'm feeling this. I'm not sure though, okay? Do you feel like a fraud? No, I feel that I'm authentically both of those things and that the church realm doesn't allow for that. And so, like, for example, the Bible says no uncoarse, you know, language, you know, foul language out of your mouth, basically. So... Is Jackass foul language? Yeah, that would totally be like, you wouldn't expect a pastor or anybody to say, hey, Jackass, what's going on? You know, um, yeah, or or any of the other words. And so yet to me, it's a playful, lighthearted, but yet people are saying, well, you know, the Bible says this. And so if you're in this group with this set of Christians, it's like, oh, you know, you're a, you're a minister or you're a daughter of God. You, you can't use that language because, you know, because it's wrong and then but to me it's like i don't think god has a really big problem with with that you know and so i don't think i know oh well i don't i i just ultimately end of the day i think god knows my heart and um we're in agreement what i'm saying is i know that he doesn't have a problem with these words oh i got you yeah so it's not that I go around swearing all day, but there can be a disconnect. But I don't feel like I'm a fraud. I just think I'm Debbie. And both of these things are very important for me. Swearing's not important for me. I could give that up tomorrow. Uh, but the freedom to get online and say, hey, Diane, how are you doing? Or say, hey, jackass, what's up? That I want yeah. the freedom and, I, and it depends upon who you're talking to, but it, it just means that I have uh, several, I'm more than one person. I mean, I'm Debbie, but I'm multifaceted like we all are. And I think sometimes a society almost makes us pick a facet. Like if you saw a diamond, mm-hmm. that's the picture I'm seeing. If you saw a diamond and there's this facet and this facet and this facet, right? Mm-hmm. And all the sun is shining on them and the rainbow mm-hmm. and society goes only pick one. And I'm like, but I'm all of it. Can, can we explore this? And yeah. On one on some level, I'm feeling a kind of, that you're not completely comfortable with having to adapt to your audience. Is that yeah. correct? Am I feeling yeah. that correctly? Yeah. And... what would happen forget forget the bible and the jargon in the sense that what the bible says and how we've interpreted the bible along the years is very subjective to the person interpreting it okay so let's just put that aside for now okay 
And what I'm interested in knowing is how this feeling you have of not being able to embrace and you're having to choose a facet of that diamond, how that is affecting you in coming across and having an impact on how you grow your business and the people you interact with. That's where I'm seeing the... Right. Is that correct? I feel like a bipolar squirrel. Mm. Oh my God. Writing that down. Bipolar squirrel. Okay, so if the Bible didn't have this, let's let's as I let's forget the Bible and all the jargon. What you're allowed to do? How would you ideally want to show up? Who? How is Debbie if she were to show up? with all the multifaceted, if she didn't have to choose one facet? I would uh, show up. That's a really good question, Diane. Um, I say just being me is probably too simple of an answer for you. I would, it would be a really good blend of expressing myself in without worrying about offending people so what's an example i can give you like we were talking the other day um if i i would oh my gosh i know what i'm trying to say but you know the bipolar squirrel it's hard um just say i would still be me don't filter just let it don't go. filter yeah that's good thank you i would be uh you i would be i'm the most comfortable um uh i would probably speak about god more because god is very important in my life without worrying if it offended my woo-woo friends because i said the word god i would um not use words like universe or stuff like that because it doesn't resonate as much with me but I wouldn't be worried about my friends who use that language or offended if they did. Um, I'd be somebody, which I am, that you can have a conversation with, with no judgment, but I also wouldn't be uh, scared of the judgment I might get from the church realm that they don't understand me. I would just be out of my box and I've been coming out of my box but I would just be more free. Like, honestly, when we, when I greeted you this morning, I caught it in my, in my head. I said, good morning, jackass. And we both just laughed. And I know that that kind of, yeah, I would just be more free. I felt such freedom in that. Not like I was waking up, like I can't wait to swear at somebody. Um, but to me, it was uh, To me, it was an endearment. It was an endearment. Exactly. And, um, and that's your personality. If I said, oh, Diane, (laughs) oh, 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 hon, you know, but now somebody else that I may speak to in the States or something that I, you know, that I've known for years too, I may say, hey, you know, how's it going? 
you know, um, are you okay? And, and, and do you need prayer? And, and that would also be Debbie. Mm -hmm. Okay. You so know? Look, let me make one thing clear, okay? I'm very outspoken. You know that about me. Yes, Sometimes words just fly out of my mouth. But I also do um, gauge and adapt my words, okay? So I wouldn't call everyone a jackass. Just so... I think this is something that is normal, something that we know the person, we know what they can take, we know that they won't take any offense to it. Um, apart from the fact that we cannot offend anyone, we only think we can, but it's the voice in their head that will give them offense. That will tell them, right, you're, she was right, he's right, I am a jackass. And they get offended, but let's not go there. Because that's, that's our, our friendship is as it is. Right. Let's stick to what you said right now. And there are, there are three facets. And this is basically my subject, permission to be you, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so... There is perception of self. There is how you are seen and how you want to be seen. I see. Okay. So, and I had a huge difficulty with, with my bluntness, with my being a scalpel. And until I realized that it, the, the, the obstacle is my path, which means that if I didn't allow myself to be who I am, then the clients I brought towards me wouldn't be my clients. Because I, I can't have a client in front of me who can't, I'm a rough diamond, okay? I'm multifaceted too. But my, the, the edges of, of the diamond, if they're not smoothened down, you know, with mm -hmm. what, sandpaper or whatever, they can cut. Yeah. So if I'm going to have to be careful that I'm not going to cut anybody, then it's not going to work. Right. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to please everyone. Yeah. And you I was done with that too. So it's interesting that you say that, but I agree. See, and, and we need to use these filters. We need to honor. We really need to honor these gifts that we, are give, we were given. Who's to say that me being blunt isn't a gift? Yeah. And who's to say that you, who speaks with spirit, who lets spirit speak through you, isn't your gift it isn't your zone of genius and you're denying yourself that and not only yourself but your audience the people your clients mm -hmm. hmm. now usually i ask questions so they have any i didn't have any questions i saw it very clearly because of the words bipolar squirrel you're adapting 
constantly adapting when really and truly we need to use these filters to filter the people who will not be comfortable with the language we use and they can go away. We love them, but they can go away. We don't need these people. And then pull towards us those that will resonate with our words, those that are worth comfortable with hearing the word God. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it. it um, I think over the last couple of years, I really, I'm glad you're recording this so that I can listen back to it. I think that over the last couple of years, there's a part of myself, the very spiritual part of myself that I have, um, have shoved down. Um, I'm always wanting to not offend people, which is probably a whole nother ball of wax. Um, very cognizant and and part of that is you and i can pick up on energy and pick up on things in the room and you know from an empath set but how um, how do you think you could offend people this is interesting it's come up three times so let's talk about it if you if you want to how can you offend people um i've been in the same way that i'm concerned that my my Christian friends would think I've gone off the rail if I used a different language or said the word energy. And I've had all these things happen to me. I, I posted about a singing bowl and somebody wrote me, how can you as a mature Christian? And that's, they had their own filters about what that meant. And I said, it's a musical instrument and I'm a musician. I like sound. But anyways, um, in that same frame, there's been a, a fear that if I really show Diane, um, who I am spiritually and use my own language, God, Jesus, or whatever, or quote a scripture or whatever, that she's going to back off from me because that's not where she is and might think that I'm trying to push something on her. So there's really been probably the most profound part of me that I've withheld from our circle of friends as far as what would naturally come up in my conversation or this or that. Um, so what you're afraid of is losing people. Yeah, losing people. Because I feel like uh, you and others, there's this whole other group of people I've met, you know, and our conversations aren't even really spiritual as much as we're helping each other with our businesses and becoming friends and this and that, you know, we don't have deep spiritual conversations or whatever. I have other people that I can have those with, but and, yet. and. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. That's okay. It's your podcast. No, no. Well. There's a time when to interrupt and there isn't a time when to interrupt. Um, I'm just... Um, you see, I'm not a person who uses God. Right. I know. And... Um, we have had deep spiritual conversations and I haven't moved away as a friend. Actually, I've got closer as a friend. Hmm. And you would, noticed. yeah. I mean, I'm Catholic, raised, born, baptized, born as Catholic. Hmm. I, it doesn't, I don't use that word anymore except to say, oh my God, or oh my freaking God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just funny. So, so, 
the, what I'm hearing is I have friends in certain circles. I've made them. I've made them along the years. I haven't just met them. And I'm really afraid that if I use God in a different way that they understand it, then they'll move away from me. And I don't want to lose them. Right, because you guys are more genuine, more genuine, but on a different level than other people that I know. So it's like a double-edged sword, you know, that's kind of always there right under the surface of your consciousness. Like you're already having to explain yourself to the church because you've, you're not matching up with exactly what they expect you to be, but yet I need the church and I need that spirituality and I need that community. But why you would know? you want somebody in your circle who is stifling your growth and stifling your, how does it benefit for you to hold on to people who, you must be getting some sort of benefit because the church, even if you leave the church, the church will never leave you. It will be inside right. of you, okay? Right. How, why would you want to have people around you who are not accepting the way you express yourself? How is that helping you? That's what I'm examining. Um, the other end of that is when I didn't, and I haven't, when I didn't have, when I um, stepped away from every, what, that's a good question. As far as being, there is a strong sense I get from being in a community of faith. Not going to church every Sunday or this or that. I'm, I'm, I've been kind of past that for a while. But when this last couple of years, especially when I uh, wasn't involved with the network that I was involved with and I didn't have any um, real spiritual community, I found myself, uh, like we talked about being a chameleon, being not as authentic as I am either. Like I was holding back the spiritual side of me um, to not offend, you know, and this is all in my head, any of my, you know, what we call woo-woo friends or this or that. And I came to realize that for me, that um, that community was very, very important. So I've been uh, to keep me grounded, uh, to have people to talk to about deeper spiritual things that will understand uh, my language and it's not church that I miss it's when y'all get together and pray for each other at the end you know and lay hands on each other or you know um, all all the community aspect of it and I and I don't want to be what we call in the church realm a lone ranger where you're just all by yourself and you know um, so there is that aspect and actually I'm having really really good honest transparent talks um, with the head of this network who I've known for 20 years and he's been asking questions like, well, where are you spiritually? And what has God been doing with you in this community and this and that? So now we're having these really open, transparent conversations. And um, so I'm making progress, but that was a lot for me to step out and say, Hey, there's a lot of gossip going on around about me. Why doesn't somebody just kind of ask me what I believe? And rather than assuming I've, you know, gone off the deep end and, and it's opened up a conversation about how the, how uh, the church pushes people out. 
actually. So, so I feel like I'm a catalyst. Hang on, but I'm hearing Here. contradictions, okay? Mm -hmm. On the one hand, you're feeling that you belong to this community so that you can have deep spiritual conversations and a sense of belonging and using the language and having deep spiritual conversations. On the other hand, these people are gossiping about you. Well, people, you know, it's... Um, Which people? The people of the of community? Them. The people, huh? of the, com the people of the community, you mean? A couple, but you're talking about hundreds or probably a thousand people in this particular network. So I think what it is, is an opportunity. And I have addressed that and said, you know, just even from a Christian perspective, that's, that's not how we do things, right? If you have a, you have a question or a problem with your, with somebody, you come and talk to them, right? So I'm being a voice and standing up and saying, hey, you before you judge my heart, maybe you should check in with me, you know, and kind of calling them on the carpet in, in, in love though, because I think there's a lot of change that has to happen in the church. And people are wondering why aren't the churches full? It's because you're not authentic. And people like you are, lots of people aren't going to step foot in there because of all the BS. So um, I'm kind of like this weird catalyst. Yeah. Things I don't really care anymore, but that you know, right? Um, as, as I said, okay, so there is so for you, this community, in however way it shows up, it's really important to you, and you're right. not willing to let it go, okay, right? So that's clear, and to me, it sounds exhausting trying to uh, to change a system and I'm, I'm thinking of the gossipers okay and there are only a couple out of hundreds so let's bring the conversation back to Debbie mm -hmm. because the pro problem isn't there no the problem isn't with with how people are and what you right. think people expect of you because what people expect of you is irrelevant it, 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 you see, perception, self-perception, people's perception mm -hmm. of you, and how you want people to see you, which is mm -hmm. where it all lies. That's where our insecurities come to the top surface. So instead of trying to change them, which is mostly what we try to do, okay? I tried, I, I used to be on this crusade of trying to tell people to stop judging me until I realized, okay, where is the problem really who's judging who right and when i checked and looked i was judging me judging yourself yeah. i'm queen of that i mean yeah. you know we're all the works in progress but so i've written the book i'm on the bestseller list for that yeah so it seems to me that the how can you show up as you without filtering using the language that resonates with you at the risk of pushing away those people who don't even belong in your circle uh, well i think it's what you just said um 
use the language that resonates with me and that may change you know from it's you said like filters but then we talked earlier about the filters are necessary mm -hmm. so i think for me you're giving me a lot of food for thought especially about the three facets i want you to like well to write it down for me <laughs> like perception of self what was it again perception how you see yourself how, how i see myself see you, how people see you and how you want people to see you how you want people to see you that's really powerful um and i i i do want to say this though i'm on the journey towards that thing mm -hmm. you know um, you <laughs> yeah so i don't feel stuck and i i feel like i'm on this journey of authenticity within myself and people won't always understand that but part of that journey for my for myself is to let both of these other groups know that are both very important to me this is who i am and like you said your your people will stay you know um you're you're on both sides and i do i do have that it's just getting over that you know i've hidden all my life is there something deeper going on deeper going on in terms of the the fear of rejection and mm. fitting in i think there's always been a fear of wanting to be seen but that being seen will be you take the risk of people rejecting i think that goes way back so when you said that yes and that's another one of those works in progress i don't like you said i don't think we just go boom i'm done now i don't care what anybody thinks and you know nothing hurts my feelings that's bull um but i've been on this incredible journey of doing that and the questions you ask help just to clarify it more and more i don't want to be diane somebody goes f all of you and i don't care what you think and because that's that's really not who i am but i'm also not somebody that's going to want to walk in fear every day of what diane thinks or any other buddy thinks you know what i'm wanting i'm really not you said something earlier i'm not trying to change the church uh when i said i'm a catalyst it's more like i am debbie i can call you a jackass and i can preach in the next five minutes and bless somebody's socks off and i am both those things and you don't have to i'm not going to try to change you but uh for the people that are important enough for me i want you to hear my heart and then we can agree to disagree and that's kind of the process that i'm in like we can agree to disagree that you don't think that's conduct becoming a whatever but i'm, I'm having these conversations and so while it's it's not really even scary anymore as much as freeing and i don't really know what anything mm. looks like beyond today mm. does that what make if, sense yes what if the people that you really value um, will not want to have that conversation that you will want to have with them you said something just earlier i should have written it down but i didn't 
What I meant before by changing the church is by changing people. I can't change them, I know. No. And this is what I tried to do for, 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 for very long until I realized, you know, that it's, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. So what, what if the people who you really value the most, or maybe not so much, you value them, you value them a, a lot, and you really want them to come towards you, but ultimately they, they just can't. What then? These are the people in the church, okay? Mm -hmm. These are the people I keep thinking about, because as far as I know, you're not having any difficulties with the people who, who are outside the church, who give you permission to use the language that, is, that resonates with you, me being one of them, but I know several other people in other circles yeah. who, who accept you wholeheartedly. Now, well, I do have, I'm blessed to have several that are very, very close friends that, um, that accept me wholeheartedly. And so I, I am blessed. Uh, when I talk about the church, I'm talking about a bigger network as a whole, because even though I've had these friends, I haven't been part of any one church or one group, a, a, an area that I used to be deeply associated with. And, um, So I actually do have that, but what would happen as far as like, say this big network, um, I just would be back to where I was is like no, no organized oversight and kind of out of the loop, if that makes sense, as far as, yeah, I think it would feel like an outsider to me. Like I an have outsider like to you, an outsider to yourself, or an outsider who's someone who's without a church. Yeah, an outsider who's out without a church, without any uh, oversight, without anybody who's invested in you as a mentor to be able to bounce things off of. Even though I do have some really deep spiritual friends that I can, but they're friends. They're not my pastor, and I don't want them to be my pastor. You know, I want to keep my spiritual friendships as friendships where we we can encourage each other and pray for each other this or that uh, prophesy over each other you know what it's called intuitive mm -hmm. thing but um i still want that pastor that 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 oversight that's uh friendly but somebody that that's a different a different level of of conversation if that makes sense um yeah. i still want that I don't want to go to church every Sunday, but I yeah. want that. <laughs> okay, this is taking a direction that I think is 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 tricky in the sense that mm -hmm. number one, I was thrown out of a Christian group, okay, and you know this we had this conversation. Mm -hmm. And um I chose not to be part of a church that wouldn't accept me but right. the church as a church as an institution not as the people of the church because i still have people who go to the church who still um are interested in me who still love me who still accept my language who accept me as i am okay so the, the distinction i'm trying to make is you you do not want to lose the clergy connection 
That's correct. Yeah. And we started this conversation on how, how you can, what's the word I'm using, integrate who you are with your Christianity, with being a pastor, with um, talking woo-woo, uh, or whatever okay because yeah, it's fine. It's not, for some work. it's not woo woo right and then showing up and expanding your business and building right having that foundation and building because you're going to have clients from everywhere okay you're going to have them from the church because you 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 love the church mm -hmm. and you love the clergy that represent the church mm -hmm. so what i'm here I'm saying, listen, I do not want to let go of the church. It's a no-no for me. Correct. Okay. So it goes back to one thing. To the only thing. And that is to let go of the idea that we can control who comes into our life right. and who leaves and who will come up straight to you, even a member of the church and will say, I want to have a heart to heart with you. I don't want to gossip. That, that, that's also not realistic because there are people and people. So what it boils down to is, okay, where does that leave me? How will I deal with my feelings of rejection, of loss. Mm -hmm. And how can I show up? How can Debbie show up? It, that's really comfortable for me, knowing that I might step on people's toes. Yeah. You know, the first thing that came to my mind when you said that, when you said, how can I show up? My first thing that popped in my head was with no expectations. Because if I just show up and be me, then I don't have any expectations. Even with this podcast, like I didn't show up with any expectations and to talk to you and uh, see your gift in action, you know, which has been great, you know, uh, no expectations. You can broadcast it, you cannot broadcast it. I've gotten a ton out of it. The only thing I want is the recording. So I, I like to transcribe things and go back and pull out the nuggets. And so when you said that, that was the first thing I thought of, just show up and be me with no expectations of that weight of how somebody may react or what, or even the expectation of hear me, hear me. I want you to hear me. I want you to see me. If I just show up as me and I, I let all that go, then you will see me rather than it there being this little bubble wrap around me. And if you like it, stick around. And if you don't, don't. But I've lived my whole life being, wanting to make sure everybody else is okay at the expense of me. Hmm. And so now I'm breaking out of that bubble wrap. And so it's, it's a process. I think we're punching some bubbles today, if you can have the visual. Yes, and the, the, another important thing is this, and it's, it's the fear of losing 
can be so great that we forget the importance of honoring our gifts, even if they might seem like flaws. Mm, and when right. we honor them, nobody loses. Yeah. Because the people you might That's think the... might walk away will come to you simply because you're honoring yourself. And people mm -hmm. can feel this. And yes, I had that same thing. Okay. And I still have it to a degree. Will somebody please see how talented I am? And nobody has to see that. The only person who has to see it is me. You. Yeah. And the only person who has to see Debbie is Debbie. Debbie. Yeah. And, and that... That's a wonderful in this insight you've had there. Bingo. Yeah, and that's a heavy revy, you know, what we call a heavy revy. Heavy revelation, you know, is like... <laughs> don't show up. Let the expectation go because the mm. expectation is self-imposed on yourself. And the more I let the expectation go, then you get the best of Debbie. Exactly. And that's how in my business and everything else, I can show up and not feel so much like a bipolar squirrel. Yes. Because those facets, it's all of me. Yes. And, and they all need to shine. When we are, when we are self-absorbed, we're not shining. We're worrying no. about what other people are thinking. Right? That's exhausting. Exactly. Yeah, no, this is good. I mean, it's like, yeah, no, it's, it's good. I'll have to go back and listen to the whole thing. Um, are we done? I don't know. That's up to you, but I know that I've gotten a ton. I mean, it's like, uh, it's new, but it's also our conversation and your questions and insight are confirming to, to whispers from the spirit already that, that nudge to, to, you know, and it's almost like when you hear something from a third party, it's like you hear it from the spirit, you resonate on it, you've been chewing on something and then somebody comes along and just kind of taps on it and, and, it, it's like it gives you even more permission to pay attention, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and like I keep seeing that picture of the bubble wrap. And like what I see for myself, a vision right now is like, you know, bubble wrap after you've poked it all, mm. it's pretty flat. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm pretty flat, but there's these individual little bubbles that are still there. Mm. And you've just come and popped some. Mm. And you keep popping. And you keep popping. Till you die. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe beyond. <laughs> Thank you for being um, my guest and oh. for being willing to show up and be vulnerable because we're going to wear this. So people are yeah. going to I am really blessed. Thank you so much for having me. It was really an honor. What was your experience of this conversation? Was it difficult? Was it easy? Did you resonate with anything that was said? Or maybe we even had an insight. If you're up for a challenge and you are ready to play, if you are curious about what a conversation can do for you, then 
go to my website, butv.com, and send me an email. Let's have a conversation. I look forward to meeting you. Thanks for watching. Bye for now. Thank you.